Welcome everybody to Bitten by a... Uh, nope. No. <laughs> Start again. Welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast. Where we give powers to a name. Insert lightning strike. The podcast is alive. <laughs> it's alive. With comicy goodness. Hello. My name's Steve Knight. I'm not that scary, really. But it is the scariest time of the year. Halloween. Oh, my goodness. Are we all feeling spoopy, scary, um, spooptacular, as I'm pretty sure the kids say nowadays? We feeling good. I mean, yeah, uh, haven't actually done anything particularly spoopy recently. Need you to get on that. I mean, there was a pretty big spider on the ceiling. That was yeah, that's the point. Incredibly scary. But you see, you see, as 20-something-year-olds, we actually have the scariest thoughts of all, you know, becoming adults and realizing there's more to life than just watching cartoons and um, eating sweets and ice cream. What are you talking about? You know, I'm talking about taxes. What? I'm talking about social anxiety. What are those? I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about the realest fears of fucking all. Feels bad. Feels very bad. But guys, listeners, come on in. Take a, take a seat. If you can't find a seat and if you're walking, that's all right too. But we'll we'll guide you through the scariest time of the year and the scariest part of your life, I imagine, if you are between the ages of 18 and 35. And we will create a superhero to ease your pain before that though we are a comics podcast so we should talk about comics for a little little tiny itty bitty bit have we has anyone been reading anything spooky i actually have oh my god thank you <laughs> thank god for that <laughs> Whew. um Ooh. so I'll, I'll go first i guess um i've been reading a horror anthology book i picked up at thought bubble because i'm still Ooh. going through all of those books i picked up Still going Jesus through those recommendations. Uh, this is the Sleep of Reason. Um, it's got a lot of credits to it. Um, it's, all, it's basically all full of short stories. About 350 pages of short story. Oh, yeah. And they're just all like little three or four pages. Hmm. Um, but it's edited by, um, yes, Spike Trotman. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've we've had uh, on the uh, the show before. Mm-hmm. Yes, like we have. Jane's favorites. There we go. Um, but yeah, there's tons of stories. I've only got through about like the first ten so far, but let me tell you, I am spooked out. Are you of... are you genuinely spooked out? I am. I'm really actually unnerved by a lot of these stories. Oh my um, god, which I think oh is no. actually pretty pretty good. I get scared by a lot of just random things, and I just kind of laugh it off. But a lot of these, like at least the first three for sure, got me feeling really like almost ill in terms oh of god. how unnerved I was. And uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. No, I mean, I, I was here making all the, the funny little jokes about being spooked. And now you're coming up with these comic re- recommendations like, I felt nauseous reading these pages. <laughs> they are cursed. Yeah, Why so are you reading cursed comics? M- mad props to those. Um, I don't normally read too many horror comics, but they've done this very well. Just with... Because hmm. a lot of the time they're just like small little vignettes where like you don't really get context on anything. It's just spoopy. Hmm. Um, oh, so it's kind of like the um, the, the the sexy anthologies that Spike Trotman tends to do. Mm. You know, just these really nice, very intense, shall we say, scenes, mm. and then boom, you're done. Would you say this collection is more or less scary than Junji Ito's stuff? Ooh. Junji Ito being the measuring stick of comics creepiness nowadays. I would say... Almost equal in Ooh, certain things. Jesus. That is good. Because Ito has a lot of um, ones that are almost funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they have like... Dissection that weird... Girl or um, hmm. Red Turtleneck. Red Turtleneck uh, is the best. <laughs> I, I love that one. Um, but then it also has the ones that really do... That I've just put down, like... Um, Fucking Uzumaki. <laughs> or, the, or that short one where they keep on finding couples who are sewn together. Uh, uh. Did, you, did you ever did you ever read that one? I did. The the one that really got me though, and I had fun telling a friend about this one before she went back to her place where she lives, you know, by herself for the moment. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh the one about the man who 
sends a, an upholstered chair to a woman he's in love with, and then he like lives oh, inside the chair. Oh, that that, that fucked me up. Like every time yeah. Dean goes away for a bit, like if he's working really late or he's out overnight and I'm here by myself, I remember that I have an attic that I don't have access to and every little sound I'm just like, <laughs> it's the man, he's hiding in the attic. He's sneaking into your chair at night? No. Okay, listen, listen. I'm going to scare away the demons. I'm going to shoo them off. It's, it's Halloween and, you know, for some reason people choose to be scared. What the hell is wrong with you? But I'm here to to hail in the king. So it's not a typical comic book that I'm reading, but it does have prime comics history woven into it. I've been reading Kirby, the King of Comics, a autobiog—not uh, autobiography. That would be absolutely <laughs> insane. It's a biography of Jack Kirby, the 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 creator of. Uh, co-creator sometimes of Thor and uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four, pretty much everything that put Marvel on the map in the 60s. Captain America, naturally. Uh, this is by uh, Mark Evanier, and it is wonderfully done. Um, a lot of uh, stories are woven into the the telling of Jack's life, his uh, early days working like pretty much everywhere in New York that would hire him, his notability of his legendary speed and skill and his willingness to do anything and everything illustration and comics related but what's kind of special about this book is it has a lot of excerpts and uh, illustrations comic pages from his various works um just in in and amongst the the actual biographical content they're like facsimiles ways he's white out everywhere and and all that proper um proper manuscripts and everything it's it's such it's actually really nice because nowadays like there's a lot of reprints of the old comics but just seeing those raw pages of like kirby's pencils and how he's put this scene together and you you can probably imagine him drawing furiously like the 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 guy could do eight pages in one day i think i read somewhere amongst the the bio biography it's freaking nuts it just it just demonstrates the the whirlwind talent and the the sheer passion that the guy had for drawing. Um, I read that he um, he lived outside the Marvel offices in New York and he hated to go outside. He only visited the uh, the office once a week from his home to deliver manuscripts because if he was on a train, he wasn't drawing. <laughs> that's beautiful see you beautiful content for the most part it sounds like every time you tell me a little bit of a piece that you've read it really paints him um i mean i'm sure it's all you know as factual as it could get but it all seems at first that he's like this super dedicated serious bloke but can you please please recount the bit that you told me yesterday because i found it the most relatable as an artist and oh, i'm sure okay. any creative people listening will very much enjoy it um, so there's a section where uh, Kirby is working for this um, pretty much a slave driver of uh, comics illustrators. Like they'd all work in this massive, massive. Uh, they call them shops where you'd have rows of artists working at drawing desks. And Ker- Kirby, he uh, drew a comic, and one of the panels was just taken up mostly by the word "wow," <laughs> just like a single, single word, um, just covering this panel and his boss sort of took a look at it and is like what the heck's this and kirby explained that oh it's it's wow uh it adds a little bit more punch to the comic it is relatable to the younger audience it, it's it's energy any um the boss just uh asked all the other artists to come look at this and kirby sort of sheepishly sheepishly explained everything to them as well like oh this is wow it's pretty cool and all the other artists just went away and well, they nod. Whatever. They nod at first, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's absolutely. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. And then they just went away. And no matter what comic they were working on at the time, because they'd be working on such a range of stuff, they just put a big old panel wherever they were with "Wow" in it, just to, <laughs> just whatever they were doing, they just added a "Wow" because because artists are, shall we say, open to creativity and or shortcuts. <laughs> Jade. Absolutely. Like, just it really finally 
made him appealing to me just hearing that <laughs> like you you hear about people who are dedicated to their craft but that mm. one thing finally made me go oh i see because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just to hear about another artist pulling a bullshit stunt like why did why did you use this gradient i'll be like because it Makes the background look cool. No, I just didn't want to paint a fucking landscape. <laughs> <laughs> he's the king of comics, but he's yep. definitely relatable to the common man. Uh, speaking of royalty of comics, Jade Sarson, the queen of comics in my eyes, would you like Aww. to tell us what you've been reading? Well, um, first of all, I haven't been crowned officially. Um, can we can <laughs> we get someone to do that, please? Um, You're more of a duchess at the moment, I guess. Ugh. Okay. Lady in um, waiting. <laughs> Lady in waiting is like a maid, dude. Of comics. <laughs> I am the maid of comics. I'm coming here, clean up your mess. Right. What you been reading? I've been reading. Um, I'd say it's a little bit horror, but also um, kind of just a really touching series. Um, the Ancient Magus Bride, um, which has recently uh, come out with an anime as well. Um, and the anime adaptation is stunningly gorgeous. Um, and that's on, you know, Crunchyroll and all that if you want to watch it. Um, so Ancient Magus Bride is about a young girl who basically she starts the story selling her herself off into slavery. Hmm. And it's a really kind of grim beginning. She's just kind of dressed in rags. But she's willingly going along to this auction house. Um, and she has nothing left to live for. She's in utter despair. And she gets bought by this mage who has um, a very kind of regal appearance, like a very fine gentleman, except for his head, which is, um, how could I describe it? Like a, a it's huge... like a dog skull. Yeah, like a, a, like a not dog skull. skull, like a, yeah, like a, hmm, maybe an ox skull or a horse, a horse skull, maybe? Although it has horns, no, so maybe it's like a deer. Have- yeah, no, uh, they're all herbivores. They don't have the sharp teeth like uh, the mage the That's mage true, does. yeah. So it's it, it's like a herbivore skull, but it's got these really sharp teeth. So he's very menacing mm. looking. Um, so you think this is all kind of going horribly, horribly downhill for this character. But as it turns out, this mage wants to take her on as his apprentice because she is what's known as a sleigh beggy, which is like a super powerful magical being that can harness sort of magical energy and store it within themselves. Hmm. And she had no idea. So this this manga is kind of complicated because on the one hand, I really love it because this girl who, you know, is completely lost, she gets taken in by this guy who wants to make her part of his family. Um, she's only 15 as well, so... Like, I imagine for a lot of teenagers who are in a difficult place, this would be a really good one. Um, yeah. You know, she, she gets to know, like, a lot of magical creatures at uh, this guy's home in the English countryside. Um, oh, yeah, it's all set in England, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, um, every time they go to, like, a new part of England, you can really say uh, see that they've put the research in because it looks really mm. accurate. Um, mm-hmm. Like, even going to King's Cross and stuff, it just, I was like, oh, that looks exactly like... It looked through my own eyes the other day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, you know, on the one hand, it's it's magical and lovely and she kind of learns to love herself again, sort of. Um, but also, it has a problematic element um, and this is kind of where the horror comes in. She doesn't entirely know a lot about uh, her new, shall we say, owner, quote unquote, slash yeah. uh, master slash teacher. Um, who then asks this 15-year-old girl to marry him, bearing in mind he's like hundreds of years old. Hmm. So that's kind of the problematic element, and I'm hoping that it kind of resolves that in a pleasing way, but we'll, we'll see. It's But it's really good because it's just very touching and introspective, and um, where it, where it's dark in places, you know, with the elements of sort of... Uh, mythological horror it mm. it gets really kind of light and beautiful with yeah. illustrations and feelings so many feelings a lot of people are comparing it to full metal alchemist like saying it's kind of this era's full metal alchemist which i am inclined to agree with <laughs> that's that's a big sell mm. speaking of big cells well actually that wasn't gonna go anywhere i don't know anything about <laughs> the, this link um big sell listen to our podcast <laughs> Buy it, yeah. even though we have it for sale nowhere. 
it's free. It's on sale for free. Yeah. Um, and if you want to help us out, I'm just going to mention this real quick. I'm not going to spend too much time. Uh, if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll use your name and we'll put it through the hero machine. Whatever prompt we have this week, or whatever prompt we have uh, on the episode, we'll use your name and we will turn you into a superhero. So you too can be a superhero, spooky or not. Maybe we can make you into a superhero that will fight the darkness away, fight bats and vampires and werewolves. That'd be really cool, right? Hmm. So, Josh. Yep. Jade. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to make a spooky superhero? Okay. Um, yes, but can we call them a spooker hero? No. So, for today's <laughs> prompt... <laughs> um, today's prompt is the Inspirobot. Now, I'm saying this out very quickly because you know how I was saying about adult fears and sort of how when you get to a certain age, you really sort of can see through society and life and mm-hmm, you realize mm-hmm, how... Mm-hmm. Stop going just... on about it because it's very grim. <laughs> it, it is, isn't it? And the Inspirobot, I believe, sort of channels that somewhat. It's one of these um, inspirational quote generators. Okay. Uh, but... It has a bit of an edge to it. It's almost sarcastic. So instead of just coming up with a straight inspirational quote, it puts his own, um, shall we say, dark spin on it. So I just generated one now, and it says, science is self-deception reinventing itself. Whoa. Right? That's so, so edgy. I'm just going to remind everyone right now that our, our um, subtitle, our catch line is, Real Heroes from Random Prompts. Nowhere does it say that the prompt has to be the name. I mean, you're right. So the Inspirobot is going to give us our hero's catchphrase. And we have to back generate the hero who would fit the catchphrase. <laughs> okay. Do, does it have to be a catchphrase? Because I feel as though just from that one that we've, you've just generated, it almost sounds like that would be like their, more like their creed. Yeah, or like their so motto. We'd be ba- so like we'd be, like for that science reinventing one, we'd be talking about some kind of... I don't know if we go for basics on it. Some sort of mad scientist reinventing hmm. science through some disgusting yes. body horror form. I, this is exactly it, Josh. We're going to take this phrase and we're going to use it to generate a hero. Ah. So, yeah. Simple, right? Simple. Easy. He um, says. <laughs> uh, I just generated another one while you were talking. Love makes people copy what society finds uncopyable. Deep. Okay. We're, we're getting philosophical deep. this week, aren't we? It, dude, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's it's adult fears. Um, I'm gonna click it once more, and then we're gonna use whatever this gives us. Okay. Oh, I just I forgot to mention as well. It generates a nice little image of um of for the background. That last one had a nice starry background. This one has a man lying down on a black stage with a spotlight, and our phrase is. Human innovation is beautiful in the eyes of dentists. <laughs> okay. See that this works on this works on many levels because obviously we're going to be bringing out some sort of almost spooker hero, but also mm-hmm. from this adult fear. We've still got dentists in there, dentists, which is a <laughs> classic kid fear. Um, if you guys want to make a note of that, by the way, um, that might be good. Yeah. So, so we're not forgetting again, during the Human innovation is beautiful in the eyes of dentists. That's quite easy to remember. You got it? Mm-hmm. You know, I never feared dentists. And I, I one injected my mouth like four times once. Neither four did I. Funsies, I or? <laughs> just just for kicks. <laughs> yeah. Well I had like four teeth out in one sitting. Ooh. So they injected like my gums with this what felt like just a gargantuan needle four times. See, for me I had um my back like my very back teeth four of those taken out when i was a kid but i went under an anesthetic i went to sleep and i I imagine this is heaven maybe i i died on on that table when i was eight years old (laughs) but hey i got to keep the teeth in the end and they were brown as fuck holy crap gross see i was more bling than that i got a gold chain put in my mouth because my teeth were growing like lisa simpson's from that oh yeah you had you had um you had braces, didn't you? Well, no, no. I'm talking about a literal gold chain. It wasn't braces. It was, it was like a, Yeah, yeah. Like, it was attached to a tooth that was growing in the completely wrong part of my mouth, and it was made to pull it forward. Jesus. Yeah. You had, like, a tiny little, like, fucking toe truck in your mouth. mouth. 
Oh, okay. Uh, unless Josh has a horrific dentist story. Um, Just to really spook out the listeners. No. I was pretty good. Had some root canals last year, but you know, that's just general kind of horror. Mm. Didn't you chip your tooth? Yeah, I broke it in half and then had a yeah, people like, have chipped their teeth. I, I broke half of it off, yeah. Oh, geez, that's, that's more than a chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're so casual about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, you get used to it. Well, this person's who- a villain. <laughs> you I, think human innovation. Go, I think we have to go straight out with that. All right. H- human innovation is beautiful in the eyes of dentists. So you, you're thinking villain. I'm thinking villain doing some sort of creative stuff with all of their patients' teeth. Mm. That is, oh, no. Yeah. So, innovation so means, and, like, coming up with yeah. things and inventions. So. Yeah, they're going to be doing some weird stuff. Strap in, listeners, because you're going to get <laughs> fucking adult feared to hell. So you gave me an idea when you mentioned that the only thing you'd really had was, like, a root canal. What if... I mean, do you really know what's done in a root canal? They they fill like gaps in your teeth, don't they? Hmm. So it felt what, like what they are were they kind of rubbing teeth my teeth, teeth down. Mm. Yeah. What what are they filling? What are fillings? Huh? I'm just saying, like, what if what if they put something in a filling, like trackers or something that infringes on privacy? Well, it's all about innovation, right? So mm. maybe this dentist is putting in a device into patient's teeth that do you remember batman forever when um uh, the riddler put that thing on top of tvs to steal people's thoughts <laughs> yeah 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 what if it's a riddler stealing people's thoughts situation can we not because we've done so many heroes that mess with people's minds but what about a, a dentist that steals people's ideas for innovation's sake from their teeth from a device in their teeth what if what, wait 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 what if he's like some kind of guy or some kind of um, villain that can tell a person's life history from their teeth? Like there's some sort of like teeth reader. That's a cool idea. But what about just a simple listening device and he's listening in on inventors in their fucking labs and he's like, great, I've got Ooh. all that down. Stolen. He's just like a, just an idea thief. Yeah. And he, he'd be com- like compelled to do it as well. Because it is beautiful in his eyes. But then, he's, human innovation is beautiful in the eyes of dentists. Plural. There's more than one? The, the, the Legion of Dentists. I was going to say the Le- League. <coughs> the League of Dentists. The League of Dentists. They are in league with the Thieves Guild. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Thieves Guild. Just, just down the road from the Thieves Guild is Dentists Alley. Or actually, if it's a thieves' guild, wouldn't they just kind of have like a, a small section as part of the guild? They'd be the dentists' guild within. The- I, I guess <laughs> being a villain does pay off with their dental plan. Yeah. <laughs> See, maybe it's a duo. We haven't done done well, like a duo in a while. The dentist always we? has like the assistant who mm. you know sucks oh, yeah. out the water and blood and stuff. The the guy on the computer saying like t- typing all the notes and whatnot. Okay, let's let's get something concrete, shall we? Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I like the the listening to people's ideas. I've just um, had a, a very good idea that's not really to do with powers or anything. It's to do with how the team works. Go on. You know when dentists are checking the state of your teeth and they call out numbers. And they're like one, two, zero, one, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. What if the dentist and the assistant have code that is based in numbers like that? So people what? like they're talking in numbers and people are like, oh, it's just checking teeth. Yeah, imagine like pun- they punch someone and they knock them to the ground and then they're, they're all like, oh, yeah, number 12 looks crooked. I mean, yeah, but I was thinking Badum-tisk. like actually talking in code as well. Just like constantly all yeah. the time. Like if they're, you know, stealing someone's idea, they don't want to outright be saying like, cool, we just fucking stole this. That sounds like a horror thing. Imagine these really horrific dentists like encroaching on you, just talking in numbers and um, like, oh, three looks fine, four, five, six, seven. It is kind of horrific, isn't it, when they're reading those out and you're like, what does that mean? (laughs) If there's any dentists out there who would like to comfort our listeners, maybe hold off for like a week or two while Halloween's still like fully vibing and then we can relieve them. But in the meantime, let... Let them have their dentist scare. Okay, so we've got a pair of dentists. I'm going to say something that we haven't really said on this show in ever, I think. 
we're thinking what what names are we thinking like i don't we, think we, we know them well enough yet to name them yeah i'd no. like to kind of get more into their aims because for some reason i can't get away from the idea of dentists and body horror mm. like, it's I gonna really have want to go that way of, isn't it of them like replacing teeth and then these teeth will do something later like, like more like physical kind of manifestations like maybe hmm. at some point they replace a human's teeth with like animal teeth that have like a growth uh, hormone, I guess, that yeah, triggers, the... and then they suddenly sprout, and this person turns into some sort of monster. Yeah. Oh God! I'm, I'm liking Innovation. that kind of thing. Like, maybe I was either going to go for that or like some sort of like kind of grotesque kind of art sculpture kind of thing. Oh yes. Mm. I think that the art sculpture side has been like sort of the medical professional trying to create the perfect piece of art, quote unquote. I think that's that has um, that has been done quite a bit. But actually, yeah, that might that might be a, that might be a Batman villain. That might be Professor Pig. See, I was thinking of the Hannibal Doctor that did like um, what was it? A vi- violinist was... or a cellist oh, with yes. the throat, not the teeth. Oh. It was the throat that they ch- changed into a cello. Yeah. I was thinking of the Doctor oh. from Bioshock. Oh, of course, yeah. Hmm. Um, but I like the idea. Maybe this dentist can take the tooth of one animal and place it within another, and then the recipient receives characteristics. Oh, okay. Yeah, they 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 receive the characteristics from that. Uh, Tooth's original owner. Hmm. Ugh. It's like some grotesque animal man kind of situation. Right? But it's fucking mad science. And it'll be innovative and beautiful in the eyes of the dentist. It's just like, oh, this is the creation. Look at this ingenious kind of science that I'm... <laughs> See, Josh, I know you're a big fan of body horror. Yeah, because that, that, that is the kind of stuff that unnerves or like freaks me out. Like Films like The Thing. Mm. Oh, God, The Thing is horrible. <clears throat> It's the familiar made unfamiliar. Yeah. That's sort of the underlying, the very core concept of horror itself. Comedy is the subversion of the ex- of expectations, and horror is the normal made abnormal. F- familiar made unfamiliar. So I was thinking, like, as an example, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, know, you know in Mad Max when... Uh, the new one, when the superior one, uh, where Max uh-huh. has the the metal guard over his face. Yeah, it's mm. like a just a fucking trowel or something. Um, oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so imagine like someone's teeth growing so quickly and so absurdly that they kind of create a cage around someone's face or like grow through parts of their face. Ooh. This, this this is the big book of British smiles from The Simpsons. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, dentists get a lot of fucking representation, don't they? Why must you turn this into a house of lies? <laughs> so, would the, would the dentist be like as grotesque, or would they make others grotesque? Make others grotesque. Yeah, I think. I think. Okay, so all I think the this dentist, dentist has all the dentist's teeth are made up of a collection of other teeth. He's replacing his <laughs> teeth. Oh uh, yeah, so he's got this. Because he's real... like, this one is perfect. This one is good enough for my. But, but so, you, ne- you never see it because he's always got one of those dentist masks across his face. Oh, of course, yeah. So, like, that's a big reveal to whoever yeah. the hero is that finally oh. like, defeats him. All right, no. What, what this have is I good. unleashed? But you can see, like, evidence of the, the Frankenstein's monster smile because, like, the, the mask sort of presses quite hard against his teeth that yeah, kind of jut yeah. out a little bit. So you get, like, a weird texture across it. Yeah, they really yes. jut out. We're doing it. Like fucking this guy rabbit has sort of... teeth or something, you know. Like... Oh, this is, this is Look, maybe maybe he has like perfect animal teeth there. Not he's not even using human yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like any kind of teeth that he finds interesting, he'll be like, This is good enough for me. So he's got like the, the, the two front teeth of like a beaver and he's got like massive like <laughs> cow back there's teeth. Not, there's, there's nothing scary about that. Fucking him, him taking man, off his mask because you're seeing two big old beaver teeth. If you were a tree, you'd be scared. <laughs> you'd be shaking like a leaf. I, I can't imagine like some kind of dramatic reveal, and he's, he's just got two he just big peels away the mask, and he's like, "Fay." Maybe he uses that to lower in the kids. I'm just a big beaver man. Give me a date. Well, actually, so, that being okay. said, in the new um the new um it's film, the Pennywise in that. Has some quite big old beaver teeth, and he's quite uh, unnerving. He's a scary fellow, isn't he? Huh? Yeah. 
But he would have like this setup where he's got all kinds of crazy animal teeth, like the best teeth for the best situation. His partner, his his you know his assistant. Yeah. They have what he sees as perfect human teeth. Ooh, but good. Plot twist: they they aren't real, and he hasn't been able to tell because <gasps> the assistant oh. has been hiding it this whole time. Oh, Jade! What a great piece of drama. So, like, when when uh, it's revealed, like maybe he gets his fucking uh, what what are they called? The like old old people teeth that you put in dentures. Dentures. That's it. Um, sorry to any older folks listening. I am stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe they get punched out, right? Hmm. And the the dentist looks and sees and is just like traitor. And then fucking. I don't know, maybe he goes nuts and like starts punching this guy's mm. face in. Are we in a <laughs> position where we can come up with a name yet? Because I think we've got like, quite a solid character for this guy now. How about Harold? I mean, that's very dentist-like, I guess. Is that, is that his villain name as well? That's just, just oh, his first name. Oh no, it's Harold. He's going to steal my teeth. It's What's Harold his and his beaver teeth. Ah. <laughs> Oh no, Harold he's gonna Beaver gnaw me. Teeth. Good to know. That's his name. <laughs> you Beaver Teeth. Oh no, we can't call we can't call our Halloween special villain Beaver Teeth. <laughs> we can't do that. So it's like Leatherface. Yeah. Leather, yeah, but that leather's human. These teeth are very much beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Who is there? There's, there's also, isn't it, Hellraiser, what's his name? Pincushion face. Oh right. like Pinhead or something. Pinhead, you know. What if in, in the what upper if... echelon of horror icons, Leatherface, <laughs> Pinhead, okay. Beaver Teeth. Josh. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> yes! All right, you you convinced me, but can I add something to it? <laughs> Go on. Yeah. His Beaver Teeth cause him to whistle when he talks. I was going to say that earlier, like, shay. Right? <laughs> so he's like, he's called like Whistling Harold. Guys. Whistling Harold. Yeah. I, I, have a, I, have, I have a villain name for you. Oh, go on. Go on. Enamino. Enamel. <laughs> That's on the Josh. Good fucking if... job. That's great. Yes. <laughs> You're That's very proud of yourself, slam. there, aren't you? The longer That's the pause sl- goes on, the prouder you are. <laughs> are you? Are you going to need like a a moment to sort of just bathe in that? God, I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's his job done I mean, for today. Yeah, you're done. Uh, just. Take the take the rest of Halloween off, but beware of an animal. He's coming. <laughs> you, some say you can hear him whistling at the door when he's knocking. So just one more time, in case the listeners didn't quite hear it the first time. Go for it. Enamel. Perfect. Perfect. Whistling Joe. Enamel. Jade, <sighs> what? How would Whistling Joe like? What would he say if he was knocking at your door? Um. <laughs> Why must you turn this into a house of lies? <laughs> See, I can't. I can't do the 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 whistle. You know, I can't, I can't do it do perfectly. The... But I've been getting some practice in lately because my dad's had his teeth replaced with very shiny dentures, and I've been. Cause he does. He does whistle. Legit. It's hilarious. Oh, so <sighs> enamel. <laughs> You're very trying, proud I'm... of that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to come up with a name for um his. Uh, his partner, his um, his perfect tooth partner, um, suction. We can't call him suction. He's just <laughs> you can't. No, it's... that's the joke. See, every time. Oh, he's like suction, <laughs> suction. Let me <laughs> <laughs> get this fabulous idea out. Josh has had his moment. Let me get my yeah. excellent joke out. All right. Every time he calls to his assistant, he says suction, and everyone thinks that's his name. Because he's never actually referred oh. to him by name. The well, eternal that, intern. That would reveal something about um, Enamel's character that he really <laughs> sees suction uh, as a tool. Suction, yeah, but much more below him. Um, his real name is uh, Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, this is this is coming together. I, I I thought we'd create a superhero, but I don't know what I was really thinking on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, point, really. we've got enamel mm. and, uh, is that, did I say that right? Enam- yes. Enamel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, suction, they, we need to establish firmly what their goal is like. 
So they, they just go around like just for the hell of it, is it? Just messing up people's teeth and transforming them into hideous creatures that sometimes have different personalities or well, like let me just press F five on the uh the prompt here. Human innovation is beautiful in the eyes of dentists. Innovation. So they want to create so like a new human or a new creature. Don't they want to push forward evolution, I guess. What if they're trying to build the perfect set of teeth? No, no, carry on. Yeah, that would require like going around the world and like stealing them from... But then again, no, because if if they were just... I was going to say like they'd go around stealing from a lot of people, but we've just established that animal teeth can be perfect too, so... Hmm. Maybe it's like the perfect kind of like predator kind of thing. Ooh. Mm, like yeah. the co- the combination of all of these kind of characteristics and things from these animals, like it's kind of chimera kind of situation. Mm. Yeah, he's trying to. Um, oh, he's he's nope. He's trying to push. He's he finds innovation beautiful, right? That's We've that's the that, quote, yes. yeah. right? So maybe he's just trying to push the envelope when it comes to teeth and the human ability to um, eat lots. Maybe bite, bite it's that he wants to have his work recognized and you know at first he goes about it quite legally he grafts together you mm. know teeth taken from you know samples and corpses and you know like animal teeth and whatnot that he's yeah. found elsewhere but you know they've started to rot and they're not perfect anymore because they're not fresh and um mm. he creates these samples like grafted onto skulls or something yeah it starts like non yeah aggressive yeah and, and he makes like displays of them and takes them to like medical museums and stuff you know like um oh shit I'm trying to think of that really amazing one in london the one where they've got everything kind of encased in like formaldehyde oh, and whatnot yeah yeah you know the, one the, the, the natural history museum has like a section of like jarred things yeah it's like a whole museum of that so like specimens but like perfectly preserved so you can see like like they have a whole human like quarter of a human's face so you can see the eye and part of the cheek and stuff yeah it's amazing um can't remember what it's called but something like that so he's like trying to get these museums to recognize his work and be like this this is where a human could could go in a few years through evolution and well maybe maybe sorry um maybe before even he does all of that maybe he used to work as like a um oh like a cosmetic dentists who would help people um like re mm. rebuild their jawline and like re-establish their 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 teeth i guess but like, he wouldn't he wouldn't he'd rebuild people's teeth but he wouldn't be into like teeth whitening and stuff because that's not real that's no fake. that's not what i mean i mean more like you know when um people like suffer these horrific diseases and yeah, their face yeah. sort of starts falling apart so like reconstruction reconstruction that's the word i'm mm-hmm. looking for he'd do like the jaw and the teeth that'd be his speciality but then he does that uh, an awful lot and he realizes well actually maybe human teeth aren't that aren't that great resilient. anymore huh resilient he said I was sure yeah that was they're not looking for they're not that resilient they're not really they, they haven't really evolved to the point where or quickly enough for us to really make good use of them anymore mm-hmm. so and so he's go on he just starts exploring the teeth of other animals and how they've adapted and how i guess it'd be almost like a a a, a chicken and egg, egg thing like a feedback loop where it's like he doesn't he wants to find out how to better use teeth but then he wants to find better teeth if you know what i mean like what else can we use teeth for what what teeth are best used for that situation do you, do you get what i mean yeah and i have a solution for how he would then become a villain hmm. um so once he moves on from i imagine he'd be doing the reconstruction surgeries on top of his usual dentist work and on top of his experimentation so i'd um, imagine for a few years his experiments wouldn't be recognized by the medical community and he'd get frustrated yes i'm just and wondering so, if he's doing all of this sorry yeah um how's he gonna hide obviously he's got the mask but how's he gonna hide this grotesque mouth he's got was it or is he just he, got the, or has he just got beaver teeth beaver teeth now yeah he starts off because that's his own original two front teeth are perfect mm. perfect beaver teeth okay. and um that's never been something that bothered him like he'd, he'd never cover those up 
But when he starts making changes and additions, that's when he starts covering it up. Ooh, well, it could begin, like, he could um, pitch the idea to the dental community that, why don't we use animal teeth to replace bad human teeth? And Mm. therefore, we can um, get even more um, adapted, adapted teeth for the situation so if someone loses their premolars we can replace them with wolf molars and that will make them even better for eating meat of course the medical uh, the medical community is gonna poo poo that idea like that's fucking nuts i really want him to try doing like the growth experiments as well like yeah well that's the thing like he would first he would he would show examples but then they would still poo poo it He'd be all like, no, this could be a lot of help for people. They still poo-poo it. And then he'd have the dramatic reveals like, I've done it to myself. Look how much better I am at. Look, look at me. I'm a, a supreme idea of modern dem- dentistry. Well, here's and- the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think he should reveal it to them straight up as himself at first, oh, maybe. Maybe that's his big reveal as a villain then. Yeah, I wanted to... That's what I've been trying to get at. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, When he gets fed up of not being recognized for his experiments, he realizes that only by... Like, you know, I imagine when he experiments, he's had several accidents. Like I was saying, like someone who's had teeth growth. Yeah. And those people that, like you said before, some of them have got like animal personalities because the teeth have affected them for some weird bullshit science reason. Um, (laughs) Halloween reasons, we like to call that. Okay, Halloween reasons. So these Halloween experiments are locked in his lab and he hasn't told anyone about them. And he realizes one day as he's talking to Suction, the only way the world at large is going to recognize my experiments is if they see them. But no one's going to put them on, on display in these museums um and in these hospitals so i'll unleash them on the world (laughs) that's really good because like um it's a perfect way of displaying his creations whilst also him still being villainous exactly and Mm. instead of covering up his mouth maybe the mouth reveal could be when he first appears as a villain in which he never shows his face he only shows his mouth which has become this horrible monstrosity oh shit so we got Oh, there's that one guy in My Hero Academia who has uh, teeth powers and he just shows his uh, his mouth, doesn't he? Which one's that? Teeth the one who can make The one that can make his teeth fucking grow and it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't remember him. I'll remind you guys after the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's perfect Halloween reading, let me tell you. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe maybe at first um, an, an animal doesn't realize he has these sort of oh. inane abilities to you you're right josh yeah sir, I've, I've, I've just seen the uh the tooth villain i've just remembered who he is <laughs> there oh. you go i told you man oh. pretty bad yeah i'm gonna but, save my reaction for after <laughs> after the podcast but i forgot about him <laughs> um but getting back to uh enamel <laughs> it it it's a, a rough name it's like shark skin, but that works to its favor. Mm. Maybe he doesn't realize he has this ability to imbue the characteristics of the tooth to the recipient. He doesn't realize that. So he frantically places all of his teeth in his mouth to prove his experiment. But uh, we'll say the power is a little bit more slow acting so that he can put all these teeth in in a one operation. So he's got this fucking menagerie of a mouth. And then that sort of affects his psyche because he's got all this horrific mutation happening to him. He's got the tail of a beaver and he's got the fur of a wolf. He's got the the hooves of a cow. They have good teeth for the chewing the cud. And that's when he, he becomes this horrific being. And he just, he goes off on one. He's like, okay, now I'm going to show the world these beautiful creations. Question. And how does uh, Jaden he... back? <laughs> How does he? Does he save doing the hooves for last? Because I imagine hooves aren't great for performing surgery. <laughs> he, he'd only have his feet become hooves. Okay, just wanted to clear that up. Thanks very much. That, that's all right, Jade. Um, sit down, please. Um, oh, maybe he can have like the um, because chimp chimpanzees have quite large teeth, don't they? Maybe he can have like those like chimpanzee fangs, and he gets like chimp hands or something. Hmm. Let's face it, it is rife with design opportunities. Have fun with it, Jade. Um, uh. But 
This is going to make for a very Halloween-y experience for me. Yeah, this, this is going to be your most grotesque one, I think, uh. you will do and will ever do until probably next Halloween. <laughs> but yes, uh, he he only realises, well, we I say realise, but maybe he's so insane by the point he's put all these teeth in his mouth that he, he just uh, assumes that he has godlike powers and this tooth idea will be the the savior of mankind for no sane reason and he starts um shall we i don't want to say fixing people but that's too halloween that's way too halloween but he starts really um going going ham with his uh dental experiments how does that sound yeah sounds good um it's hard to um possibly come up with an ending though because we've got this re- good villains never really die i mean how many yeah. times has the joker been banged up how many times has a poison ivy been thrown behind bars how many times has that one blue beetle villain um <laughs> been defi- did you know jack kirby worked on the blue beetle i did yeah Thank oh well, fuck you fuck <laughs> you then josh <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty much worked on everything because he like he started off Working on all the small ones, like mm. his first one was like S- Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. He was drawing, um, he was drawing uh, Captain Marvel at the same time he was doing the mm. first issue of Captain America. All right, all right, Jack Kirby. Oh, anyway, yes. yeah. Okay, sorry. In which case, talking about endings, could we see any of our previous heroes fighting Enamel? I was going to ask that. Like, we have a, a rich roster now. Yeah, we need we to... need someone who can fight him tooth and nail. A in a jaw droppingly good finale. Do you want me to generate a random number between one and seventeen? This no, because we we'll end poorly. up with like I, I, I don't want Holly Deadline to fight them. But at the same, I'm... do you know who the one that I for some reason wanted to think of? Who is who hates dentists? Kids. Who has saved the children? Oh, shit. Oh, Josh. They did save the children. How far do we want to push falafel bath biscuits <laughs> and, uh, with their prank-based powers into defeating <laughs> a grotesque chimera dentist? Yikes. God, that would be the worst thing we've, we would have, we could ever possibly make. Just, just this pure, it was pure, wasn't it? This pure comic yeah. with this. This character who saves the child saves all the children, and then we fucking reverse it the situation where the savior is the clown. Oh, I I hate it, but I love it. But I hate it. I mean, thinking about it, that's pretty much one of the only ones who really works. I think. Um, I mean, I guess Holly, Holly Deadline could work. I mean, Holly oh, Deadline's that's... perfect. You know, she could defeat anyone, but that's not important right now. Then. Or do we want to go? We've got we've got animals with enamel. What if we had some sort of hyena? Yeah, I was going to say. Do we want to go back to episode one? Oh, yes. Actually, we do want to go back to episode one because she's all about making people smile because she's a comedian. Yeah, <gasps> all about laughter. Yes. And also, Imagine- I believe that we were trying to focus them in on some sort of animal-based world because I think we made up some kind of weird lion-based superheroes Oh, we did. Rivals. Yes, that's right. Yes. Perfect. Oh God, we- <laughs> what a throwback, Mark. <laughs> Who would have thought Green Hyena would emerge once more? I, my, my sweet I actually, lily lipstick. I genuinely love that. Folks, um, um, Green Hyena is our very first hero from episode one. Give it a listen, but please, please, please don't judge us for our poor quality. <laughs> uh, pilot episode. Of, yeah, it, w- it was a pilot. Um, go easy on us, please. We've come so far in these last few months. Who would have thought and we that- would have progressed from a stand-up comedian hyena-based hero, to this grotesque dentist. Oh, no so one. maybe she defeats him because, like, her laughter powers mean that for someone with a jaw that's so completely disfigured, laughter is a very dangerous uh, activity. <laughs> maybe she laughs, causes him to laugh the teeth out. Oh, that, that, that's my, that is one of my worst fears. Other than moths landing on my face, <laughs> teeth falling out is like the worst. Could you imagine like the fighting, like proper going at it, like a uh, green hyena with a onomatopoeic come to life, laughter, batons and swords and whatever. But um, Enamel is just, he's just, he can take a beating and keep on going. He's practically replacing his teeth when they get knocked out. 
Maybe he's also, got maybe when he sees her laugh and sees her genuine smile, he decides, I want those. Yeah. I must have Bingo. Them. I wonder if that we can tie that in because also uh, Green Hyena was like an Instagram kind of hero. Exactly. Mm, so like, can you imagine all those like smiling selfies? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So I was going to say, imagine if he could not only um, replace his teeth on the fly, but change them up depending on the situation as well. Hmm. Let's say he's fighting Green Hyena. Did did she have Hyena powers? No, she didn't have Hyena powers, did she? No, but no, it was just he could. Um, yeah, he could have Hyena powers though. Put in some Hyena teeth, and now he's got um, friggin' thighs the size of tree trunks, and he can sprint like a an Olympic athlete. Just just jam him right into his uh into his gums. Ugh. You, you enjoy, you're enjoying this one, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's fun being grotesque. I think very twisted. Yeah, yeah. Is this why? Is this why people like Halloween, guys? Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Um, but I think the end of that fight would be Green Hyena, like maybe doing an offhand quip, and he can't help but laugh. And then she sort of sees how ratly. Oh God, how ratly some of those teeth are in his, his jaw. Then his jaw dislocates or something. Yeah, like he can't just, finish the laugh, so it kind of just. They all fall yeah. out. Oh. And he can't he can't replace them either because he's too busy laughing as well. And he's replaced mm. his hands with hooves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it's too funny. <laughs> he, I didn't think this through. <laughs> I got lobster claws. <laughs> okay, Josh, now you i I'm it's the police. <laughs> Come out with your hands up and explain what lobster teeth are. I said lobster uh, I said lobster, got claws. lobster claws for hands. Oh, so he has to have lobster teeth. Yes. <laughs> Are those weird? Oh. Just yeah. Pincers it's kind of like weird, mouth. like yeah, they're kind of weird pincery things. Oh, In yeah, a yeah. episode full of crazed dentists and pulling the pulling and removal and replacement of teeth, lobster teeth is the scariest thing we've had. <laughs> oh God! I just pictured it something even worse. I'm just gonna Google that. What remember, remember oh, when? Um. Well. Maybe this is a poor example, but the only spider I've ever seen the mouth of up real, real close is Shelob, right? Mm-hmm. You know how spiders' mouths work? Mm. They're like sort of two on top and two on the like, bottom. Yee. They kind of like make sort of curling motions. <laughs> yes. Inwards. So picture like two of those just poking out of his cheeks either side of his nose. Um, no, you imagine it and draw it. I've just uh, found out about lobster teeth. The teeth of a lobster are in its stomach. Oh, of course, yeah. So, uh... And with that, we shall that call then, it... A, yeah. <laughs> we shall call it a night. Because... <laughs> fuck! I don't want to think about stomach teeth. Wait, does he does he surgically implant stomach teeth in himself? What, just so he so can get lobster claws? What no, it, what man, just because he likes teeth. James, who, who is enamel... Enamel, please, before any more animal teeth come up, he is a monstrosity of our creation. He is <laughs> Thanks, pure Thanks, Jay. Thank itself. you for listening, everybody. <laughs> he has hooves for hands. He doesn't how, have hooves for hands. How about blue whale teeth? Josh. <laughs> <laughs> those kind of like, those bristles. <laughs> Josh. I, I'll, I'll only accept it if we're playing the how hard can we make it for Jade game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go on, throw them at me. <sighs> I, I think I'm done. I think we should... How can I possibly I mean, fit, like, broom bristles into his mouth? I mean, he could always have elephant tusks, I guess. <laughs> Those aren't teeth. Those aren't really teeth, though. But they come out of the mouth. He could have elephant teeth, just the, the straight-up teeth, you know, the real big, <laughs> large, flat ones. What about a goose teeth? Oh, geese God, teeth, the razory kind of teeth. Little, little razor geese teeth. Ugh. So, um, who is enamel? I told you, he is fucking horrible, is what he is. Uh, ladies and gents, and uh, people of all uh, beings, uh, Enamel is a horrific dentist gone bad. As, as if dentists were good in the first place, <laughs> am I right? Um, he used to help uh, reconstruct the faces of um, people who are either disfigured or subject to various diseases and injuries. Uh, but from that he started to wonder about what the perfect mouth of teeth is. And he started looking at other inspirations, animals, most uh, predominantly. And he, he suggested to the dental community 
of medical professionals that perhaps the human mouth might benefit from the addition of animal teeth. But they, they called him crazy. They called him mad. They called him unprofessional. So <laughs> he decided to go ahead and do it anyway. He, he, he showed them concept after mo- concept models of the potential, but they didn't take him seriously until the day he did it to himself, giving him teeth of species of every kind, reptiles, sea creatures, uh, mammals, birds. And he only at that time realized that he had the ability to imbue the recipient of teeth with the abilities of the original owners of those teeth. And he became a monstrosity, a ghastly visage of signs gone bad. He also created several other monstrosities who were unwilling participants. Or perhaps some of them, you know, were desperate for better teeth and were willing but not entirely in the know of what was going to happen to them. But he unleashes these people as his minions as well. Human innovation is Mm. beautiful in the eyes of dentists and it is most certainly beautiful in the eyes of Whistlin' Harold. Enamel. That's lightning. And don't forget about Suction, his assistant who oh, has yeah. fake perfect uh, also, teeth. Yeah, there's Suction. He's, he's an alright guy. He's just got mixed up in this whole situation. Don't mm-hmm. tell an animal, though, that his teeth are false. Or else he'll be a little bit crazy. Thank you so much for hanging in with us during this horrifically just grotesque episode of Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast. Goodness gracious, I am a little dizzy. Um, Jane, how are you feeling? Feel sick. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Josh? Proud? <laughs> I guess you've never been more alive. <laughs> um, thank you all genuinely so much for listening. Um, that was a lot of fun. It's always nice to crack open a, a nice, cold, dry villain every now and again. And what better time than the day of Halloween? Uh, of course, you can do us a few spooky favors. They have to be spooky because it's Halloween. You can leave us a spooky review on iTunes, the spookiest program of all. <laughs> hey, wh- what what do these popularity bars mean? iTunes? Oh, what a, a mystery. Oh, it's, it's a ghost of a useful idea. But you can help. With iTunes, if you leave us a review, uh, that will go a long way into supporting the podcast. If you can't do that, then there's always the uh, classic five uh, five star rating. I'm not saying you should give us five stars, but there are five stars in this five star rating thing. One, two, three, five, five whole stars in that five star rating. Five stars, and of course, if you leave us a review, we will use your name in the generation of a superhero. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Maybe you can become a a horrific visage of a dentist. <laughs> Who knows? We won't make you a horrific dentist, I promise. I'll I'll keep Josh on a tight leash. Uh, you can also just holler about us every now and again to people you might know, people who might enjoy a good old-fashioned comics podcast. Creative like podcast. Ha! Oh, <laughs> the fuck? Well, I just thought, you know, you need a demonstration of how to holler about podcast but also i felt we needed one jump scare because that's what all the kids are into for halloween it is the season okay well i I thoroughly frightened you didn't i dean maybe a little bit all that's left for me to say is that you've been bitten by a radioactive podcast i'm dean um mage mcknight um i'm i'm the the artist that takes all the shortcuts. Oh, the, the scariest thing of all. And I'm the Phantom of the Joshua. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh, you can lay yourself to rest now. You've earned it. Good night, everybody. And sweet dreams. For they may be your last. Don't you mean nightmares? Ooh, remember the dentist guy? He's pretty horrific. But with a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking shut up.
You have been listening to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast. Episode 18 has been hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. It's also been edited by me, Josh Randall. Hey, don't forget that you can get in contact with us on Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. And also, if you leave us a sweet iTunes review, we'll be able to feature you on the episode. You will will put your name through the meat grinder that is our podcast process, and we'll come back out as a sparkling superhero. I'm sure that was going somewhere. Uh, till next week. <laughs>